maybe it should go in the jar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And we are back again after <laughs> quite a bit of missed time. A couple of months now, I think. Yeah, it's got to be by now. A couple yeah. weeks ago, we actually recorded a, our Black Widow episode. And that, that'll never see the light of day. <laughs> it yeah. just wasn't great. Yeah, well. You know, talking's you hard. Know, we're not... <laughs> They can't all be winners. I mean, I think Black Widow could just be boiled down to Florence Pugh being amazing. Know, the uh, the revelation out of out of that. So maybe that's why the episode was <laughs> lacking. I really enjoyed the I enjoyed the movie. You just watched it again this week, but yeah, I liked it too. Uh, what else have we done? We made a movie jar or a jar with movies. <laughs> Right, have this a, has been a suggestion of mine for a long time, and you've been like, nah. <laughs> well, you know, you could have just made the jar. <laughs> <laughs> and then it never get used until you're on board with it. So now that you're on board. So it's got a bunch of movie titles, movies that we just really feel like we should have seen or really do want to see and really do want to see, but would never make the time. Right. right? So we're just going to draw... Once a week might seem a little excessive. Yeah, I'm thinking like one or two times a month. Anyway. I don't mind taking some time to get through them as long as we get through them because it's better than better than them being on some imaginary list somewhere out there in the ether where we're never actually going to no, watch them. it's on them. an actual list. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so we can report back on, on those movies too. As, right. Yeah. I actually think maybe we need to cut down on the things that we talk about because we... Right. We are starting to consume a lot more content now that things are coming out and wow. stuff. Wow. Movies are really coming out. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time in the movie theater over the last couple of weeks. Kind of what we do anyway. So Right. It always has been. Now it's really ratcheted up because there's two years worth of movies basically. But uh, anyway, movie jar. Yeah. I've also decided to put more effort into documenting books and movies on Goodreads and Letterboxd. Oh, okay. I'm not going to do that. I don't think I'll do comic books on the, on Goodreads, but I went through, I put, well, first of all, I moved the apps to the front page on my phone. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I'll never do it. And I went through and added a bunch of books that I've read over the last year or so, eight or nine at least that I could remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I guess is kind of the (laughs) point. (laughs) Right. So, it gets hard to remember what you've read. I mean, I have a stack of books over there that I'm going to bring to a book swap um, that I read fairly recently. And I picked up one and I was like, I don't remember this one, you know, and I went through and then remembered after like flipping to a couple of different chapters, but having Goodreads or some sort of listing app for that stuff does help you monitor what you've done with your time, I guess, or. Yeah. And it's also like maybe a productive social site because you can have like 
I guess they're followers, not like friends specifically, but just people you can see what they've read and what they're reading. And yeah, uh, I don't have a lot of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the more you use it, it grows over time. Yeah. Yeah. I am a little judgy about what other people are reading sometimes when I go on Goodreads. No, I'm just kidding. As long as people. (laughs) Yes and no. I'm just happy to see that people are reading and, you know, that's good. Uh, That's great. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff we're talking about this week is, well, TVs or movies. Um, right. TVs. Is- TVs. <laughs> we're so good at this. Um, yeah, before we get into all of that, though, just want to do a shout out to F-Boy Island, which I'm very excited to finish up because it's got, what, two more episodes that we need to see yeah. to see the the result. But this has been a fun show and, like, really hilarious. Yeah, um, it's super. It's really funny because it's kind of reality but it's also very um obviously planned but yeah there's definitely some stage stuff in there for comedy's sake but like and you know bravo because it's funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) geek laser is hilarious um which also then leads me to bachelor in paradise comes back out tomorrow monday and i'm so excited for this it's been a long time coming because of COVID. They couldn't do it. Yeah. I think that they've kind of changed up how the the show works. They've like kind of changed some of the... Like the structure of it? Yeah, or? yeah. Because uh, it used to be like just like a few people started, but now there's like a whole bunch of people there all at once, which I think is better because... Anyway, I'm very excited for all the drama. Yeah, I really do enjoy The Bachelor in Paradise more than Bachelor Bachelorette. Because it is just so over the top, I think. Yeah. Which is, I guess, saying something when you're comparing it to <laughs> the over the topness of those other shows. But it was good. The uh, second season of Ted Lasso started too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has been fun. Uh, it's it's definitely, I think, um, having trouble living up to the first season. It's Yes, the, I would agree. Uh, but it's still very entertaining. The yeah. characters, it's just fun to be back in that uh, space where you're seeing new story as opposed to watching it for the fifth time (laughs) you know depending on it's probably not going to be next week but because the book seems kind of long but i got a a new book that we could probably talk about at some point Mm -hmm. did you hear what eddie gein done which is written i think and i think he does the art also eric powell he wrote this uh, with harold Schechter, who's a serial killer expert i guess and this is like a hardcover 200 page graphic novel that looks looks pretty good you know i i had never really heard the story i guess of eddie gein yeah i haven't until a couple weeks ago i told you i listened Mm -hmm. to uh, they talked about it on an episode of uh, my favorite murder and basically retained none of it so it's going to be like a brand new story when i (laughs) pick this up but that's uh, par for the course i guess right uh do you want to get into some of the stuff we watch though yeah definitely The first one I had was What If, the series that just started. Cutest thing about this was when we said, you know, Tegan's always plugged in or whatever and not always focusing on what's going on around her because she's engrossed in her own little world. But, um, you know, we talked about, I think you said, we're going to watch What If tonight. And she like perked up and was like, that's out today. So she was very excited about it. Yeah, yeah, she's slipping. She's no one thinks are coming out. Yeah. What if I found out? I knew that the next Spider-Man movie was going to be released relatively soon, but I had no idea it was going to be December. 
but that also surprised her and uh which i was in turn again surprised about because she's at least usually tracking the spider-man stuff right all the marvel stuff really she's it's her favorite or at least that's what i've been led to believe yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh one one of the things that we did completely miss was the loki tv show well we didn't miss it we watched it enjoyed it quite a bit didn't talk about it at all because we hadn't been recording and uh i really really dug that show i think you know we talked about it last time it took me a little while to get into it especially after the first episode mm-hmm. kind of discovered that um, how you watch not discovered but reinforced how you watch some of these shows or movies even really affects your perception of them like black widow in the movie theater in the dolby with the the sound the way it was and uh, oh yeah the huge screen it's just it really makes for uh, a better experience yeah I agree. The thing with Loki is the end of that sort of opens up the world for what if to come out. So, you know, obviously Marvel very structured and in how they're releasing things. Um, And so now that Loki has opened up this multiverse, we get to see in cartoon form, well, animated form, in animated form, you know, this whole other option of a whole other direction that these – stories that we love could go so i'm i'm excited to yeah the, i mean the show starts off with the watcher introducing this version of the multiverse right i'm mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with the what if comics i feel like this is kind of not that the tv show is not like the what if comics like this is so marvel has said that this show is canon and i think every episode is going to be what if at some point in this infinity saga, something different had happened. And I think that those are different branches of a, of reality of a multiverse. Right. Instead of just kind of one-off stories. That's my impression. And that's yeah. kind of what makes it different from the, what if comic books, I guess. I guess. Well, cause I don't really know. Cause I didn't read the, what if comics yeah. either. So, so I, I mean, we were very excited for, mm-hmm. for the show. I mean, the animation looked amazing, you know, from, from the, ads i really did think the animation was really good the crispness of it and the story you can tell when you're not working in live action right it's very effective the faces were a little iffy for me sometimes yeah they yeah Uh, which i guess we'll just have to deal with because it's the same style for every episode that's going to come out so you just have to kind of get past that yeah so the first episode is what if Steve Rogers did not get super serum, but instead Captain Carter or Peggy, Peggy Carter, Agent Carter, Agent Carter (laughs) had to step in and they, you know, they set up how that could have happened. And then what happens? What happens? Yeah. It's basically a retelling of Captain America, the first Avenger. But if she had gotten those powers, which I, I guess while I was watching it, I want to watch it again. While I was watching it, I found it even a little distracting how derivative that was. But I, I mean, I, I get it. Like there's like a certain point where, you know, things change because of this branch off, but it's still like the same scenario. So you can't change it like that much. Right. They're still in this war. Right. They're still in, you there's know, still the red skull. There's this, everything yeah. that needs to, to happen. It just happens differently. I, I really did like the Steve and Peggy relationship, how they maintained that mm-hmm. and kept Steve in the story even though he was not now super powered. And, right. Um, he's 
I guess that was probably the only part for me where I was like, oh, that's kind of lame, was that now he's kind of like the first war machine, <laughs> as opposed to that being Tony Stark's invention. That's yeah, that's his dad's invention, which kind of bummed me out. But, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I assume each what if episode is going to be a completely different branch, right? Not like oh, yeah. all these things are different in this one bubble. Uh, that would be what I, okay. I would assume too. Yeah. So, but they really do like kind of leave it. I mean, they kind of leave it in the spot that the first Avenger ended. So it's very cliffhanger esque. Yeah. However you want to say, I don't know. <laughs> so they could keep telling the story. And obviously a, a lot of people, I think me and you included enjoyed the captain Carter of it all. She yeah. was, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, we did go see, well, I guess you saw it at home, but we saw the Suicide Squad. Correct. James Gunn's version of of the movie. So, so the, weird that they just are like we're re- we're pretending the other one didn't happen. Well, I don't think they are. It's kind of a sequel. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember the first one. So. Oh, well, we could we could watch it. David Ayer directed the first one. Movie famously did very well in the box office, but was uh, not very well received critically. Well, and yeah. so he was upset because he kind of felt like the studio had messed with the movie that he wanted to make and does that all that right right it definitely has carryover characters who had those experiences together like boomerang and harley quinn and rick flag oh yeah so it's a sequel but with like a completely new team right right james gunn obviously uh fired from marvel after the first two guardians movies for Somebody going back and unearthing some tasteless jokes on Twitter. Uh, he's since been rehired, so he is doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But, you know, we haven't really watched a ton of his other things. Yeah, what um, else has he done? I That's the thing is, like, I think he did, or maybe he wrote Brightburn. And he, we watched that. No, watch we it. did not watch that. Yeah. That's the, like, kid that's, like, yeah. evil Superman, right? Yeah. That's not and what the world needed at I the think time. he was the... <laughs> right. I think he also wrote that movie Supers with um, Rain Wilson as a superhero, quote unquote. Uh, we never saw that either. So, but I, I dig his his style, his um, style yeah. of comedy and, and filmmaking. And I, I really enjoyed this movie. I took the kids to see it in the theater. Uh, and then we watched it again at home on HBO with you because you, you weren't able to make the the showtime the showtime and i thought the movie was was really effective i you know they put out this tagline don't get too attached which i thought was <laughs> you know pretty funny and apropos yeah so ultimately this movie is a team of weird incarcerated villains who are sort of forced to work together to complete like a extra dangerous mission for the government in exchange for time off their sentence right and i think the fact that they're all already incarcerated villains makes them highly disposable. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously there's what, 70, 80 years of characters that you can choose from. So Right, that so makes many... it super fun. I'd never I don't even know who 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 the hell is Polka Dot Man. But, right. Yeah. I mean Or to Weasel. Ha- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> to have that kind of free range to just pull characters you want to include in the movie is 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 pretty funny especially when you have somebody who, who's really willing to um, either dive in or has all that knowledge mm-hmm. and really will utilize the 
we'll use those characters in in funny and effective ways. I I, I really liked the movie. I, I thought this was the best version of, of Harley Quinn in any of these movies oh, that we've yeah. seen. I, agree. I really I really liked uh, the way they used her. Her character was a little funnier, a little wittier, I think mm-hmm. just because of the writing, right? And her escape sequence from uh, the palace was so maybe great. my favorite favorite part of the the whole movie. Just yeah, I thought it was um, very rewatchable, clever, fun, great action, great little stories. I think it was a lot of good relationship building with the characters, even characters that I wasn't familiar with, and yeah, you know. Um, I really, really liked it. Oh well, as Deadshot really held the movie together. I thought it was. I no, thought it, I thought he was Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport. Deadshot is uh, <laughs> Will Smith's character that people were saying he's just like a, a stand-in for, which was not the case because really completely different and also awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> Idris Elba is a gift to the world. So yeah, yeah what think, did you think about Peacemaker? Um, <laughs> I am a fan. I like John Cena. I yeah. think. He is really good in the roles that he is playing um, as far as like his humor and also any like serious, like his his just sort of like deadpan kind of um, delivery. He doesn't take himself too seriously in these roles. And I I thought that it was funny and he was lovably unlovable in this movie. Yeah. The only thing I've seen him in that I really just didn't care for him was F9. It just, yeah, that he, movie I mean, rubbed me wrong in all kinds of ways. It's but. just funny because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so I was like, that was so fun to watch. But I'm, I'm excited to see the the TV show that they made for um, for Peacemaker. James Gunn wrote and directed. I don't. I think maybe six episodes. I don't remember how long it's supposed to be, but yeah, it's already like shot and they're working on post production. I guess, but uh, I don't know. I, I could watch this again today. Yeah, it's great. We might just put it on while I'm making food or something. <laughs> uh, what else did we see? Um, we saw the Green Knight. Yes, which mostly. is. What do you mean mostly? They left the lights on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it really fucked around with the. It did, um, it didn't bother me at all. Light. I didn't notice, but you know, if I had noticed, it probably would have bothered me a lot. But I was, you know, invested differently. Engrossed. I guess. Yeah. Um. So Green Knight. Creepy retelling of the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight from Arthurian legend, which I looked up and apparently is one of the most well-known of the Arthurian stories. And I was surprised to learn that because I I hadn't, I'd only just recently heard of it from reading Once in Future. Which... I think the next volume might be out for that. And I have yeah, not read it yet. I have. And I need to. Yeah, it's great. It is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things that this movie revealed to me is is how much I do not know about Arthurian legend, right? Yeah. Like, I just have no I Like, I've seen Sword in the Stone. I don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I never read any of those stories or I was also looking at the Wikipedia entry for this poem, which by the way, is ridiculously long. There's so much information mm-hmm. on the poem. I mean, I just kind of skimmed some of it. Even the story of how the the one version, the bound book of it was like preserved and how it barely made it through history. It, now it's, you know, oh, some cool. librarian. Yeah, it's it was intense. 
And there was a lot of information in this Wikipedia page. I just couldn't read it all. Right. I mean, I could have. didn't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't know. So it's written and directed by David Lowry, who I guess we're not super familiar with his stuff. He did that movie, A Ghost Story, with Casey Affleck and Rudy Mara. I actually, we liked that weird thing, didn't we? It wasn't bad. It was very slow and existential, right? Right. Uh, We bought it because it was one of those movies that was just like $5 to buy and $4 to rent. Right. So we own it. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Uh, I kind of want to after seeing this movie just... Right. Because... Uh, we both enjoyed this movie. Maybe it should go in the jar. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. We need to cut more uh, little slivers of paper. We? But, well, okay. <laughs> you need to cut more slivers of paper, and I'll just do the small task of maintaining this list and coming up with yeah. all the movies we're going to watch. Well, you don't come up, <laughs> Excuse me, but I think we came up with them together. Yes, you had suggestions. I wrote. Yeah, you wrote them, but now list. that you've already written them. <laughs> We are coming up with more and more yeah. additions. We do need um, some backup slips because we only have one left. Oh, okay. Well, I can do that. Yeah, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the Old Man and the Gun was another one of his movies uh, that, that we never saw, but uh, it looked fun, interesting. It's a Robert Redford movie. I think he's like a bank robber who robs banks without a gun. Oh. Um, he just makes people think he has a gun. That's my recollection of the trailer, anyway. Never. They're supposed to be pretty good. I don't. I don't think this is real. <laughs> no, okay. I have no memory of of this being a thing. Well, it was a small movie, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it has uh, Robert Redford, who's obviously quite famous, but right. a little bit past his prime at this point. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Uh, there was a great article on this movie, The Green Knight and Vanity Fair. It was an interview with David Lowry that talked about it was like I've I listened to his interview with Sean Fennessy on the big picture, which mm-hmm. was interesting, but not quite as revealing because the point of this article was to talk about the end and the themes and you know mm-hmm. just more of like a into spoiler territory for for discussion, which was great because this is one of those movies that I need explained to me. Yeah. Not not to the point. I mean, I've, I think we've talked about this before. I don't remember the last time it came up, but we are better about at least being able to parse some of the ideas and themes and right, um, just sort of conceptualizing the whole experience, right? And also understanding that sometimes interpretation is the point, <laughs> right? <laughs> and accepting that it's not <laughs> it's not my favorite. It never will be. <laughs> really, like a cut and dry. Although I did like the way this this movie ended. And I don't know the it was just visually like really beautiful, stunning yeah. kind of. I think uh, I'm I'm starting to lean into to those kinds of movies that are just like really beautifully filmed, just great like cinematography. Yeah, are are starting to be things that I really enjoy watching more. I mean, I still love the fun Marvel epic kind it- of stories that. But, like, I really also just love artistry. Yeah. I want to see the movie again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably at home. Because you're worried they'll leave the lights on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe in the theater. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when. It's not one of these movies that came out in theaters and then. It's just, and like, I, around and, for a while. And, well, 
and then was also available to stream somewhere, right? Right. Uh, it's actually one of the interesting things about the movie is is it's one of those movies that was supposed to come out last year. And I heard him on, you know, the big picture talking about how he took that extra time until it was released to, to edit it and edit it more. And he thinks that the movie that came out in theaters now is better than the movie that would have come out last year. Oh, good. Um, probably, you know, fractionally better. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine it changed all that much, but who knows? Right. Maybe it did. And I thought the cast was really good. Uh, Dev Patel was so good mm-hmm. uh, as the night or as going Gawain or Garwin or you know, everybody has a different pronunciation for it, especially Sean Harris as King Arthur. He was yeah. the one who said Garwin. <laughs> Even David yeah, Lowry was like, he just showed up one day on set and that was how he had decided to pronounce it. And he was like, okay, we'll just go with it. Yeah. Well, cause you know, that's sort of like a, an accent choice of, I guess it's just weird, right? Yeah. I liked uh, it. It was. It was. I really did enjoy it. And the crowns that they wore. Arthur and... Do you know what his queen's name was? Yeah, it's Guinevere. There it is. See? <laughs> I'm not uh, not super in the... Um, anyway. <laughs> it's like the like, most two famous... Like, or oh, you know what I did? Lancelot Guinevere. Anyway. Yeah. I remember the Richard Gere movie. <laughs> See, you have seen more. Yeah. And Alicia Vikander... In a role that... I think suits her. Yes. Yeah, I love her in this stuff. Uh, coincidentally, Ex Machina, a, a movie in our jar. Yeah. Which we have seen. Mm-hmm. So some of those movies are rewatches. We Correct. want to go back to. Like a ghost story. Yes. I can use the um, last piece of paper we have and <laughs> toss that one in there. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else for that? No. The, the only I, other... I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, for real. Although I guess we didn't talk about the actual green knight which i thought was also well done yeah so i guess that's it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then there's the movie we saw yesterday which is another uh, one that was supposed to we've been watching trailers for it for over a year now because it was supposed to come out last summer Mm -hmm. and uh just came out this weekend free guy right ryan reynolds really delightful right really is like you can't really go wrong with him in the movie i we can talk about what our expectations were for the movie and, you know, not necessarily like I wasn't excited to go see it. Right. Especially I think after watching a year and a half of trailers, you just kind of feel like, you know what the movie's going to be about. Correct. But so, they always keep something back. And I thought that the storyline they kept um, in their pocket for when you actually go see it was actually pretty effective. Me too. Um, so basically free guy is about a NPC, a non-playable character named guy who becomes sentient i guess and and he finds out he is just a background character in a video game and then ultimately teams up with millie played by jody comer maltov girl <laughs> to to save his world right but there's so much more going on too there really is i don't know how much we want to get into it because i think it's yeah uh, probably not too much but yeah when you when you just watch the movie it's so much fun the movie mm-hmm. is so much fun. It's directed by Sean Levy, who, you know, sometimes these IMDb dives are really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing all the things that, you know, some of these, even the big tentpole directors, which he might not really be that, but he did the Night at the Museum trilogy, uh, Big Fat Liar, which is <laughs> one of Jake's 
favorites, or it was for a little while. Yeah, he was watching that every day for, (laughs) I don't know, like a good six months or more. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He did a lot of Stranger Things episodes. And uh, Joe Keery from Stranger Things Mm -hmm. is uh, in the movie, and I really do enjoy him whenever he's Yeah, I think he's a great character. (laughs) I mean, a great actor um, and plays a a good role in, in this movie as well. I thought like almost I, I can't think of a joke that didn't hit and probably one of my favorite ones was about like the the bombshell character who's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how and like her like just like a little side story that they include which I thought was really great and I, I don't want to like give it away but, I know it's yeah, it's hard it's because really, there's so many funny things in it yeah. but speaking of looking at IMDb especially for this you know there was a lot of a lot of great cameos in the movie. One of them is Channing Tatum, who was <laughs> awesome. And I don't know why he's, I don't know what he's doing, right? Like he's kind of stopped. Uh, he was turning in, movies out. Yeah. I mean, what was he in the golden circle last? That was a while ago, right? Kingsman. Oh yeah. I don't, I mean, I he was in what he was in after that. He, I guess he was in that. He was in, um, what was the, uh, the hateful eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. But these are all like two, three, four years ago. Or more. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I love when he's in stuff. I think he's. Yeah. He's funny. He's hilarious. And there was, talented. So. Yeah. There were <laughs> Physical a ton comedy of, um, from him is great too. So. Yeah. There were a ton of voice actor cameos also. Like The Rock and John Krasinski and Tina Fey and Hugh Jackman. Uh-huh. Which I, you I know, didn't. didn't get any of those. Right. I mean, there's one just pitch perfect cameo at the end. Yeah. Not the movie with the singing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really liked it. I could see it. I could like just put this on and have it on like all the time. You know how much I love Jodie Comer. I mean, we've named one of our dogs after a character she's played. So, um, Yeah, I think, I think she, Killing Eve um, got canceled. Well, it's sad, but. <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> I could have seen one more season. I could have too. I, I just, you know, it's weird out there right now. But. <laughs> Um, I think what really makes this movie is, I mean, I don't know, so many things make this movie, but one thing that Ryan Reynolds is really good at is his ability to like play the sort of naive childlike wonder in like a grown adult man. You know, (laughs) like I just, I don't know, it's really special. (laughs) So. Um, yeah, I think it could go wrong in uh, the hands of just about anybody else, right? Right. But uh, I don't know. I, that's all I had for Free Guy. It's just really fun. It was so fun. Just, fun movie. just yeah. A really, I think something that the world needs. You know how I feel about AI. This is this like hit it just <laughs> right for me. <laughs> like, so. so did it change your mind about AI? No, no, no. It, it really reinforced how artificial intelligence is life. Oh, I thought Which you were still, terrified of AI. Oh, I am because okay. <laughs> artificial intelligence, it's like, but it's like a living being. You can't like, you know, the whole ex machina thing, this is like a, a different direction with the same concept of yeah. artificial intelligence, right? Like it's like a growing, learning, feeling individual just because it wasn't born with a, yeah, it's I don't like, know. It's, it's like nice AI though. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not going to be a Terminator. Right. It's not going to turn into Skynet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all really scary, but you know, (laughs) um, this was, at least it's like, you know, 
it exists like in a in a little world. It can't yeah. like come get us, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's probably all we have for yeah. this week. People should rate our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> rate and review. That's, um, that's what they say. Do we have three ratings now? Oh yes. Are they all five stars? <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's fifteen stars. <laughs> Yes, that's the math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the rest of the rest of everybody should also uh, find us on what's it? Goodreads, and Letterboxd. Are we on Goodreads and Letterboxd? Is Geek you? No, I am. And oh, you are well, you separately. Said, uh, yes. That's well, true. we just had the conversation. I wouldn't just brought it up. If I'm not on, <laughs> I am not on Letterboxd. Yeah. Well, I think Geek Chew is the like um, the the username on Letterboxd, maybe. Oh. We'll see. Okay. I'll double check that and get back to everybody. Not not gonna do that. <laughs> anyway. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll probably do it. We can't even <laughs> get our kids to listen to this podcast. <laughs> we should talk about them more. Our kids? Oh yeah. Because they'll just we'll just, you know, banter back and forth all the stupid things they do and they'll never hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's just like day to day though. <laughs> That's <laughs> just us in the kitchen. Right. You <laughs> <laughs> could change the name of the podcast to In the Kitchen. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, we'll just stop. <laughs> it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.